Hello, Nigerians. Hello, all. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nollywood Dealmakers, where we discuss with professionals, experts, researchers on all things the business of filmmaking in Nigeria. It is value chain and all things that encompasses to make it works and make it that a culture. I mean, cinema going, the entertainment stop. And today, as usual, we are with one of the I mean, the big fish in the industry who have known his gig and put in all footprints for years. We just grown up seeing him on doing what he knows how to do best. We just grown up seeing him doing what he knows how to do best, writing, journalism, and sailing Nigeria to the world as a destination. And this person is no other than Mr. Prank Mickey. Mr. Prank Mickey is the CEO of Creative Nigeria, uh, and he has been a media entrepreneur and also a travel consultant. And as well, <laughs> I mean, he is a man with brightest of mantles. He also brought different books trying to sell Nigeria. And also, I mean, he is a, he's an, he's a climate person. He loved nature. He loved nature. He related with nature. And I believe you will enjoy having uh, Mr. Frank Mackey with us. And tonight we'll be discussing on how... How films locations could be a uh, could be a very viable destination to the global audience, meaning which we are trying we are trying to find answer to this question: How films location can become a competitive destination in Nigeria? We all know that Nollywood is the second largest, biggest film industry in the world, but. Is that making a sense? Is that building a paternity for the locals? I mean, tourism, do you making the business of experience, selling experience works, just like what is happening in London, New Zealand. I mean, and the Hollywood itself. Uh, we, know, we know that films like Harry Potter have sell London to bigger audience. And uh, films like Lord of the Rings have sell New Zealand. Films like even Troy sell Toki. And uh, I mean, films like Ertogral have sold Toki to the global audience. Many people who, who don't know Toki have got to know Toki. And tonight we are here to discuss how Nigeria could tap into film tourism economy. And we, we feel like Mr. Prank Mackey is the best hand to answer this. So to, uh, to discuss and conversate about this, I uh, I would like to welcome uh, Mr. Frank McKay. Sir, you're welcome. <laughs> Hello, sir. You're welcome. Thank you, Musa. Uh, it, it's good to be here, and it's good to see uh, see you and what you young persons are doing. Uh, yes. You know, so so I, I thank you for the opportunity to share my experience with you, or uh, uh, to look at what Nollywood should do or should have done. But again, for every society, um, there must be something uh, that one must relate with. Uh, what is the driving force behind such business? Uh, Nollywood, here, you could find that that uh, various factors drives their initiatives and. Uh, their businesses. Until recently, uh, maybe through uh, Lansing National, who did 1860, 
um, you know, if you're looking at, uh, you know, how the British plundered the old Benin Kingdom. Uh, we didn't come there to that. Also, remember that uh, during the time of uh, Pitaigo at NTA, also have, um, uh, yeah. you know, if you remember. I know some of you may be too young there to know about Kukuradon, but I'm sure you heard about that. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. you know, a lot of things they have done, uh, those areas that films that brought, you know, some kind of um, attention uh, to some of the sites, you know, very beautiful sites and landscapes that we have in Nigeria. Uh, believe me, Musa, this country is loaded when it comes to landscapes. But again, Nollywood, as we, we, we know it, uh, until recently, I've not been doing documentaries. They all do family films, films that has to do with what people want to do, just like a message. You go to uh, a drug producer or pharmacist, uh, they will give you possibly the drugs that you are interested in, not the one that you feel uh, or people really actually needed, but it's subject to demand, as the case may be. So, but with what we are seeing uh, all over the world, how films have played roles in Singapore, in India, you know, all over the place, how their, you know, their flicks have been brought into showcasing uh, their landscapes, their people, their culture, you know, even food, even food. They'll ask you, in this kind of investment, uh, does it pay them to roll out a flick uh, talking about our way of life? Is the question that most Nollywood uh, financiers or even the, the film editors or producers would need really to ask. But for me, I think what Lassin did with 1860 and uh, uh, Peter Hugo, who was there ahead, are uh, primary examples, critical examples of how we can turn around this because you can find a nation of people, you know, without knowledge of its foundation. Okay. Okay, we are with you. We are with you, sir. Yeah, so uh, I'm seeing just, just to, you know, I, 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 let me also look about because most of the places we heard about uh, the film industry break star rules in, you know, showcasing the, 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 the size and sound of, of, of their nation and people uh, are something we need to learn. In fact, sometimes it helps to break in when it comes to even property development. I remember the Yellowstone. Uh, I met this guy, you know, Demi Richards. I met him in Namibia. He's one of the actors in Yellowstone. Yellowstone, remember, is one of the first national parks all over the world, the first in the US. But actually, it's not, the Yellowstone is not about Yellowstone National Park. It's just a property, you know, where that film was shot, you know, in Womayan. And, uh, you know, it become a critical place where investors now go there. They want to buy, prefer the landed property around there becomes so expensive if everybody wants to go to where that film was shot and uh, you know relieve that experience you know they want to relieve the experience as the case may be so critically these are the roles that nollywood need to bring into but again research is very important you know research in these areas what are the landscape how many of them do they know they tell you oh the place is not secure they will give you a kind of excuse well i tell you recently there was gang of lagos Okay, there's a, fi a film, Gang of Lagos, uh, depicting the Ayo, Ayo masculinity, and all those. Though it, it creates a lot of controversies. Um, there are controversies about it. Uh, sometimes I call it positive controversies, like, you know, um, you know, it's something that really we need to sit down and ask ourselves a question. Now, okay, if you want to produce a film, you really need to, and you want to talk about people and their destination, 
they are speaking for you to talk about the owners of that ecosystem, the communities, the traditional rulers. They can even supply you with missing links and information. Because at the end of the day, when it gets to international market, it is about those people that attract tourists to come there, attract people to show interest in that place. And before you know it, the community will be the beneficiaries, beneficiaries of such you know, an attention. But here you find out that the Nollywood producers, they go into the field, they don't get to the community, they, they don't talk to the state. <coughs> Excuse me. They don't talk to the state, they don't talk to the stakeholders, and they do it all. At the end of the day, everybody's not carried along, and then problem will emanate. But in trying to promote this nation, because in this time, that where everybody says, oh, Nigeria is not a place to go. Please, this is the time that Nollywood need to come in and intervene. Showcase the good part of this country. Showcase our last days. Nigeria recently, as a last year, you know, uh, the outgoing president, approved uh, 10 national parks. I've been to all the 10, you know, and believe me, believe me, these are wonderful sites, wonderful places that you can go shoot films, you know, maybe with the permission of the, you know, the, 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 the management of the National Park Service. They will gladly oblige you license to shoot your films in those areas. And they are secured. They are protected areas. So when we do that, we are not only showcasing our country, we are showcasing, you know, about diversity, which is about our people. <clears throat> we are also attracting attention, international attention, to those, uh, those areas in terms of support, in terms of visitation. So there's a lot of benefit. Plenty of benefits that can benefit. We should benefit when we properly package, you know, uh, Nollywood interest in what we have, you know, uh, as a nation. So these, these are big missing links. I tell you, one the man told us in, in Namibia was critical. That film, Yellowstone, is not just a, a bus office breaker. They landed property within the area where it was shot. People were paying billions, you know, to buy lands in those areas so that they can relieve or they are not that same Yellowstone you know, experience, which is, which actually is like a may believe around him, though he picked up from Yellow, Yellowstone National Park in the US. But again, it is not really talking about Yellowstone. So it, it, these are some of those things uh, that, uh, you know, that we need to look at. And of course, talk about, you know, how they lived in the then older, you know, uh, times in, you know, in, in America, how the, the, the cowboys, how they, of course, you know, land grabbings, cow, <laughs> you know, cow grabbing and all those things. But again, it's interesting because it brought a lot of attention, you know, to, to that area and it's beneficial. So for us here in Nigeria, I think not we need to wake up. I, again, I will speak for them. I believe that maybe funding is the issue. I also believe they don't have the critical manpower in terms of researchers because you need to get people to research or let them read up some books. I did a book, Race to Nikki. Nick, Nick. It was a reenactment of Lugard, you know, in the, in the race to partition the old Bogu kingdom. You know, if you go through that book, Believe me, you have you have a film script on your hands, which can which can be turned into a film. And I tried to talk to one cooler for lion, you know, I bet him in a, you know in Abuja, but you know these guys. I believe. Um, I mean, Kule Akolayan, the, the producer and director of yes. uh, October first. Yeah, so I I tried mm -hmm. so that I mean. 
that could also be, you know, uh, put in a film in a, in a sunlight and then sold to Nigerians. You know, but we used to be one of the biggest, in fact, it's one nation that the Fulani, uh, you know, couldn't really break. So it took the British to really partition them and it was a big fight. It was a big one, uh, you know, because So these are critical things that I believe that Nollywood should do. We should go back. Government should also fund Nollywood or assist them. Today, you find that in most states, they used to be around where I live in Suleri. That's where they started. Somewhere uh, in Suleri, um, you know, where they took off. From there, there are problems. Area boys, of course, harassing them. They have to go to Enugu. Now, Enugu is now also that to save, to shoot films. So and some of these things are not something you do within the studio. You need to really go out there, particularly in showcasing a landscape. You, you don't create landscapes inside a studio. You need to go out and capture those segments and bring it to life. We're talking about waterways. Some of our rivers are gone. Uh, you can't find them anymore. We'll talk about places, surely places like Gembu, you know, where we have the Mabila Plateau. You know, great places that can tell a lot of stories. You know, unfortunately, like I said, I don't know what is happening. But I sure that is also one big economy that we can turn around in terms of documentary, that we can promote our country uh, around the world, you know, because everybody everybody will see it, particularly with Netflix and all the online streaming, even like what you are doing now. I mean, to just say one day, we could just go do this interview on the Mabila Plateau, or we go to Maha National Park, Farirua, and we have Farirua fall, you know, fall behind us, you know, and then we can shoot this, we can shoot this, uh, you know, we can, we can, can talk about, those yeah. areas, you know, like, but again, you know, a lot of resources are involved. You need to, you know, you know, putting this thing together. Let me tell you, it's like going for a military assignment. You know, um, if you are going to do documentary formation, you need to get ambulance. You need to get. You need to get your helicopter. You need to get. You need to get security. You need to get logistics. You know, so it's it's, it's like preparing for war. If you have to do the best I can in this area, maybe those are the challenges yeah, that sure, are, sure. you know, maybe yeah. those are the challenges that Hollywood uh, is having because most of them, of course, you realize that's why they go for films. Eh? I love you, I love you, film. You know those family things. You know, but they're not going into real history about this nation, about the landscape of this nation, about the beauty of this nation, about our food, about our fashion. I was at Jojoba uh, on Friday. You need to see. How beautiful Nigerians attire themselves. You know, in fact, I begin to wonder that that could cause a revolution in the revival of, you know, the waving industry, which have gone over time. And if I find those are showcase that everybody was, you know, adorning that everybody was wearing, most of them possibly were imported. The Chinese are here now. Even our direct, they have, they, 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 they now, they, they now convert. Which is not original, but you know, the original, the red that we have here are cutting. So, these are some of the critical areas that the roles that films can play, you know, not with in particular, to, to advance the cause of uh, promoting Nigeria and giving Nigeria a good image outside. People, people, what people see is what they like, what they like is what they visit, and when they visit, they end up loving that thing. That is not the truth. So, it, it is, it, it is a, it's an ecosystem. You need to see first. You need to see first. Like me, I'm wearing an address that deliberately wore this, though it's open because it's, uh, the weather is a little bit hot. 
Uh, you know, we talk about Nepal and this place and all those things. I see they just took the last And it's not part of tourism. It's part of tourism. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no sure. <laughs> you know, so, 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 uh, you know, I try to cover this because I don't want to offend anybody's sensibility. We don't know who is watching. But the truth of the matter, <laughs> we need to, uh, yeah, you need, you need to, we need to kind of reflect what, what we have. You know, we need to wear what we have. We need to show people what we have and what we are. And how do you do that? It's true. You know, two films, you know, two live streamings like this. Like I said, one of these days, Musa, God help you. One day we could just say, Oh, let's go to let's go to Parua, that's my hair national park. Let's go and shoot. Oh, we'll go to Padami, just, you know, <laughs> go to the where Coco Adon was shot. Let's go there and do this thing live. You know, so when people mm. who of course join in these discussions, they will come to reality and say, Oh, beautiful. So we have this place. Then they will now say, Look, maybe two of them, they'll just say, or oh, three. They say, Let's go to Joss. Or let's go to Nasarawa, as the case may be. By the time you get there, you look at you not take, you know, absolutely because the film can't give you everything, but it gives you a best eye view of what is there. You see the originality of the environment, you see the uniqueness of the environment, the beauty of the environment. You fall in love with it and you go, you'll be the one marketing it. I think that's one missing link, also, you know, that, that, that that's there when it comes to promoting Nigeria. That synergy is not there. The Nigerian Tourism Development Authority, they call themselves now, are not also partnering or getting the knowledgeable to come to see the beauty of Nigeria. You know, at least provide them assets, provide them assets, uh, you know, access to the place, opportunities or even logistics to say, come, shoot your film around this place. Because the moment you shoot films, people will go there for holidays. People will even buy your property in those areas. There are a lot of private people today who are investing in nature-related areas. They buy lodges, you know, they, they build, you know, lodges, they build, uh, you know, rest places for themselves in those areas. You know, it's just like churches also. You know, sometimes the churches will just take a place and turn it into a city. And the people, the, the worshippers there or members of the church can buy a piece of land and build a house so that every weekend when they are church service, they don't need to go looking for a hotel. They will stay in such places. So before you know it, a city has a match. You know, so you tell me which city in Nigeria, or landscape in Nigeria, because Hollywood has not really paid, you know, the film ecosystem. Nigerian film and sell but of course, they, they should be there. Of course, we have Nigerian Film Corporation, who also should be government agencies, but try the film corporation, which ought to show light. NTA is there. What about our TV stations? Sometimes I look at everyone is in the studio. Musa, everybody stays in the studio. It doesn't bring anything yes, new. Yes, yes, yes. Why don't arise? Go do. Why don't arise? Go to Obudu. You understand? And 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 air is a seven a.m. news or talk about nature or talk about the country from the height of Obudu or from the power uh, from the height of Mambila. Why why don't why don't the TV stations go out there and 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 and, and broadcast live, broadcast live oh, from those areas? You know, when you broadcast that from those, definitely it attract people. You know, we attract people, AIT, all of them arise, NTA, go outside, stop staying in the studio. I mean, I don't understand the fun. Maybe, again, it's hard to do with funds, but all those things. But who else? You know, they have outside broadcast. And, and, you know, and for, NTA, for NTA, is lack of interest. Well, well, it's sad. But when Peter Ho was there, he was able to, of course, we are talking about, you know, a lot of movies he has done. You know, or about a lot of documentaries he done, you know, to change the, the perception and image of this country when he was at NTA. Though it's in a private chance. I, I met him in Abuja during the Nahotos uh, Gastronomy Festival. A lot of us, he spoke to us. A kind of narrative that I couldn't forget for a long time. But for me, also, who have traveled around this country, believe me, 
let me tell you, Musa, there's one place in after Mandela. It's called Njiwa. It's the Nigerian border between Nigeria border with Cameroon okay. and you know Taraba and all that. Believe me, the place is like a valley. You need to have, you need to be strong to go through that. You need to go to drive through those places. It's naked, you know, it's, it's daring. Yeah, a lot of things I know that once you come out with, if I want you shoot from there, believe me, you are opening the place to the world because there are a lot of people, adventurers who are looking for such areas, you know, to, to go, you know, fly their trains. And of course, the foreign currencies will be communities to benefit, a lot of people will benefit, Nollywood will benefit, the TV station themselves will benefit. Because I wonder why. Most stations, well, they don't have, you know, they don't have a department really uh, going around doing documentaries about this country and selling it through their, selling it through their, their stations, even if for 30 minutes. Oh, today we want to focus on Ukudu. Today, those are famous places known already, but there are a lot of places that are yet to know. A lot of waterways that they could boat onto, you know, and from here, for instance, from Lagos here to Port Novo, we did it recently. About that beautiful sites. You can see wow. the nature on spot. You know, wow. veggie. You so, so there's a lot of life in the environment. There's a lot of life in our landscapes, little parts about our country. But the those who have the session, if I'm a TV manager or a TV manager at case, I will do my shootings. You know, I'll do my shootings, I'll do my programs outside the studio. I know it because of money to move some equipment, but there used to be outside brokers equipment. So what are they doing? Why are they lying fellow in the offices? Take them out. Shoot about this country. <laughs> talk about this station. Bring people. You'll be amazed how many people will be tuned to that station. How many people are going to call them to conduct them on a tour? You know, so they also make money. They can even set up a tour department in those TV stations that can take people to sure. places where they have shot these films or where they have showcased or done documentary. You know, so it's, it's, it's important. It's important for us to, you know, look at all these things uh, because 200 million people, a great, great history, you know, great tradition, Culture, unbelievable, diverse. The diversity of our culture is so enormous that, believe me, all the attempts that, for instance, are there recently that government say they are going to defend interest in funding uh, National Council for Arts and Culture. And I, I believe that's a wrong notion. They didn't understand the essence of culture. Look at our young persons today. They've gone the European way. They are so Eurocentric. They dance in Eurocentric. In fact, they are so rebellious. They dress open, tongue clothes. In fact, they call it dressing. I don't know what they call it. They drink <laughs> and smoke. Go to NDLA, NDLA. They tell you how many people, how many of their youth are under the influence of drugs. They, they only part, they don't only consume it, they participate in it. They, 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 they participate in it, they drink, they, they, they smoke. And that have been destroying. These are the future leaders. But we can use documentary to change about our culture, about our people and what we have, to change their perception about this country. Everybody, every every Nigerian act that you see is copying what is happening in Europe. Of course, that's where they make their money. But here, really, that's why I said there's no entertainment economy here. It is so here. The real money is outside the country. What they bring here is the bad influence. They bring the bad influence, they destroy the young persons here. I was at that but you need to see any festival that's happening in Nigeria, go and check it. The young ones are so rebellious about the culture. They are rebellious. They drink and smoke openly, they dress nakedly, they can do anything. You know, it's like bewitched and all this because the foreign. You know, foreign foreign contents, foreign films, foreign flicks have bewitched us. Some of the great documentaries we see all over the world are done outside this country. We like to enjoy them when we fly out of this country. In most of these European careers, they show documentaries, you know, about their country, about their people. And we so much love it. We love the nature. We love the place. I'm so, we want to visit that place. How many of it have been done here? Nobody's interested. NTA is not doing nothing. 
and and, and in that case in that case uh, uh if if your your friend uh in uh, in office if you saw and even asman if you see the kind of uh, implied entertainment they showcase that too is more boring and they don't finance uh documentarians and entertainers to produce a local content that could be able to showcase implied I quite agree with you. I think the uh, I think the whole thing has to be with uh, you know um, collaboration because I mean this man runs an aviation business. I look at it now the cost of buying aviation fuel, you know paying pilots, you know logistics and all those things. <laughs> you find that it's very expensive. So they have little left to uh, to exclusively you know um, exclusively. I'm sorry. You know run a documentary with a which they can put on their on their aircraft. So they depend on this private sector to supply that thing they can pay. So when there's collaboration and the job is very well done. So if I'm doing six hours between here and UK or between here and South Africa, maybe Airpeace or all those, yeah, even one hour within Nigeria, between here and Sokoto, about almost how many hours? Between here and Medugri, almost uh, two and a half hours, so there are about flight. So it could be always sometimes. So when you have something showcasing oh. about our cultural festivals and our people, definitely that will pass. So when you get down to Sokoto, you say, Oh, I saw this thing on the flick while I was coming. Can I go to that place? What about wow. the architecture? You know, northern architecture, you know, like Peter Hood Builders. You know, that's the way they build house in the north, vis a vis against the south. You understand? And, and those things can be captured. You know, the way we live, it, it contributes to national development. It contributes to science. It contributes to development. So there's a lot of benefits that films can bring about our people and uh, our country, our culture, you know, about ourselves that could be beneficial. But what do we see here? Everybody is just on his own, you know. So it is what we sell for you that you go for. And that's why you see <laughs> Nollywood is about love. You see, not love is more or less like comedy. And all those and those things is flaking after a while it's gone and of course contributes to some of the uh, some of the immorality that we see in the the system among our young persons but when you do documentary you look at our people our history how our fathers lived how they were able to survive how they were able to build their people look at the beneath beneath us and craft for instance which is which is be returned from outside the country the europeans took them away made a lot of money out of it you know, until we start making noise, ah, it's our own, it's our own, before they gradually and gradually be returning some of them. But again, now, nobody's even showcasing those ones that have been returned. Their history. Why was it done? What is he saying? You understand? What is it? Because for every artwork, there's a message. For every artwork, there, there's a message. You know? Even the way we live, there's a message inheriting them. You know, we need to blend with nature. For instance, uh, you know, when you are farming, you don't farm all the time. You leave certain place, then you come back a year later. So these are strategic, but these days, you know, because of modern science, you can farm around the whole year. That is why you see a lot of people falling ill because the organic foods are no longer there. So historically, it ties to our lifestyle, you know, what we do with ourselves. And that's why the Europeans, the Americans, or the whites, the case may be, or the Asians, they pay a lot of detailed history about themselves, about their future, about their culture, where they are coming, where they are going. Right here in Nigeria, a set of recenters when you want to, but it's not sustainable. You just have one or two. You know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't go well for our country. But I challenge state-owned, federal government-owned TV stations. If the Nollywood can't really do it, the TV stations that we have, like I said, 
they can go shoot. My brother, do let's say they used to have money, right? Go do it on the toss of Mandela, or go to go to Farinrua in Nasrasit, or go to Jones, go to Kaduna, anywhere, you know, and do a live broadcast of these places. You know, let's let do a live broadcast from those places. You see. That will change the orientations of Nigerians. That will make people to go and find out, oh, where did rise shoot this morning? Oh, their news, uh, you know, they presented it from the hills, from these hills in Obudu or from Mabila. Everybody will go there. They too want to go there. Maybe they will run into a rice TV crew, you know, so that they can capture them. So, but that, we are changing. We are changing the history of our people. We are making people to believe in what we have. We're changing patriotism. We're encouraging people to, to eat home, to dress as we wish to dress, and to talk as we wish to talk. Today, you see an African, he will want to as smart or as, as speak an European. When, when the European is coming to learn about you know, Nigerian language, African language, look at a young girl who went to China and did working math first class. Okay, that's Mandarin. The Chinese today, why the British came with their Bible? Okay. They came with religion. I won't say the Bible. They came with religion, you know, to um, <laughs> to partition and to, of course, uh, I won't call. I won't say they stole from us. But that that's just the truth. They used their Bible to divide their economy, take our people away. The Chinese too are back today. I won't say that. I won't say. I won't call them mother slave masters. They are coming with their culture for every institution in Nigeria, from University of Musuka uh, to Polytechnic in Noko. Or such is even in Unilag, you can the Confucius uh, Institute. And those are those are powerful tools to which the Chinese are reaching out to Nigerians. In fact, before you know it, Nigerians will be speaking Mandarin. Some of them will not be speaking Yoruba, will not be able to speak Hausa, will not be speaking Yoruba, but will speak the Chinese because, I mean, they are also running the economy. So they are coming to Africa, and how do they get to us? They know that culture is very important. So they bring in their culture, they bring their language, and we're learning. A Nigerian young lady just first class. So all over the world today, yes, you may be projecting Nigeria, but it's Chinese. Okay? It's the Chinese. Oh, in this festival, I can go to China and go and learn their language. So everybody will be running to China now, you know, to, to learn about uh, the Chinese language and their way of life. And tomorrow we'll be complaining that they are taking, already they are here, they have taken over virtually every aspect of this place. They fry Akara and Kanu, the Chinese fry Akara and Kanu. You know, the Chinese now do Adire, even though they are plastic. They bring it here, you know, when you wear it, it's like you're wearing some rubber, as the case may be. It's not cutting. Okay? So, <laughs> they, they are paintings there, yeah? artistic work. I, didn't, I won't say they stole them, but sometimes those things disappear. They go and reform it and bring it back here. Yeah? You know, we're, we're consuming nation. So, we consume, we buy. Meanwhile, these are things that are original from us and it's about us. Uh, yeah, for sure. I agree with you. You have said so much. You have yeah. said so much. And uh, these are the reality of our country. And we need to sort it out in the sense that we have to package Nigeria. This is more of destination branding. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and, well, uh, you, can't do, you, you can't do destination branding when it's not original. You don't understand. And that is why we're yeah. saying destination branding we have to start with those of us that are in the media. All my life, even on my Facebook, believe me, I choose to do and uh, reflect what I see around us. The people I meet, uh, the food they eat, the clothes they wear, their dances, okay? 
Uh, you know things. I don't get it's all involved with all these politics of do and die. It's not my business. I don't make comments. You don't see me around. So I promote this country because I believe Nigeria is great and great, greater than most countries that which will go. If I go to other countries in Africa or outside the world, everybody is interested in Nigeria. Everybody is interested, but is Nigeria interested in Nigeria? And ah, Nigeria is interested really. in the government. Interested? <laughs> you understand? No, no, this, this, these, are, these are things we need to look at. The government, mm -hmm. now we have a new government. How far has it shown interest that we can really use our culture to unify our country? To that, you know, diversity. Of, yeah, the president said, Oh, we believe in diversity of this country. But it's not just a question of political slogan. We, we need to be realistic about it by empowering government institutions that are in charge of culture. You know, to change their perception. Our views are gone. Let me use that word. Our views are gone, redemption. Or, except sure. to intervene now. Except sure. to intervene, our youths are gone. They don't dress. In fact, they don't. They are not interested in dressing the way we dress. They are not. They don't talk the way we talk. You know, they don't. They don't. They they, they don't observe anything. They are not. They are not conscious of the environment. All they think about is oh, what is happening in the U.S. in America. All those blah blah blah. We don't blah. That's all they are interested. They are not interested in, even in dressing as Nigerian. For a long time, Musa have not worn shirt except yesterday. I just decide if I is like this, your shirt that you're wearing. <laughs> I just said, look, I want to. I just look for one. Oh. You know, I just look for one. And I, I, you know, when I when I went out, I went to my friends who had been salah. You know, I wanted to go and check them. Oh, wow. And they were surprised to see mm. me on the shirt. I said, why? Well, I was wow. careful now. Why? Why? I said, well, uh, well, I just wanted to see, if, you know, because I dropped my dressing, whether it make an impact. And it don't make an impact because people already identify me with dressing as a Nigerian. You know, that's why you see me today. I can dress as an Akobamite. I can dress as a Kano man, oh, a Kanuri man. You know what I'm saying? I can dress as anything. That, that, that's the way it is. Because everywhere I go, if I I'm going to travel outside the country, you. take all my dating wears along. You know, I don't dress, you know, I'm not dressed like, you know, even though it's cold, I'll just cover myself properly. And it's beautiful. You see people asking you to sign autograph for them. You see people trying to take pictures wow. with you because they wow. know you're authentic, you're original. Do you understand? The Chinese <laughs> in their own place, they won't go and wear shirts now. They will have their sure. Chinese where they put on and all those things. So it is high time. Now we have a new government. It's like a uh, culture local. You know, uh, the president said me local. It is now culture local because it's only culture, you know, that we can use to brand our destination. We can use only culture that we can use our cultural arts, our language, our people that we can use to change orientation of our people. You know, and that sure. is what the white woman wants to see. The white man don't want to come here. And come and see and come and wear see you wear suit. It's not interested. We want to look at your unique African wear. You want to go to the hut to sleep. He doesn't want to go to five star. There's five star in his home state. He wants to go and live with people, you know, commoners in the villages. You want to you want to you want to you know, have a boat ride and see a water ecosystem, how beautiful our nature can be. You want to get into the forest. Everybody talk about, you know, you see, we can use this destination marketing our culture, you know, to to in fact arrest security, insecurity in the country. The insecurity that is troubling us. We can use our culture to address it. But has government paid attention? Are they interested? Or are we just going to have another nomenclature by name? And at the end of the day, there's no impact. Believe me, what I saw in Ojidoba and what I know about culture uh, festivals around Nigeria, our young persons are no longer with us. And it's high time that we use films. 
you know, Nollywood can bring them in, let them shoot most of their films. We're not saying they shouldn't shoot their love films, so, but take it outside the studio. You know, go to villages, you know, identify those villages. Ah, this is where we shoot this, shoot this film. And you see people trooping there. You know, they can see people trooping there for holidays. They can go to that film site. They can go to the studio, that's our studio too. They can relate. You know, instead of saying in the town, you run through the streets in the town and you're you are making film. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no way. And it's big business, my brother, that we can make. And Nigerians are willing, even young ones, I still believe we can redeem them if we start early. And their hands must be on deck. So Nollywood, believe me, they are missing a lot when it comes to documentary, destination, marketing. You know, it's an area to which if they pay attention, uh, it's not only about the history of uh, British and British partition of Africa or Nigeria, but yeah. also about how, for instance, what you know in Kano, how did they, or how did they live? How did the kings live? How did they have to cope? You know, these are history people want to know. In the just in the hilly areas, how do people come in? You know, how do people live? How do they sleep? How do they eat? How do they survive? What is what is even the knowledge ecosystem at that time? There are schools. People believe that schools are just these modern ones. There have been schools of ages. There have been schools, ages, that people come in the evening, they teach people, they teach young ones, you know, maybe under the moonlight stories. They can teach them a lot of things about the people. But honestly, Musa, everybody just chasing uh, what has been, what is available. The things that are unavailable, that are available, nobody is chasing them. And there are many that we can capture you know, if we are serious as a nation. Mm. So in, in this case, in this case, we have a lot of influence of uh, outside cinema, foreign, foreign cinema. And uh, you feel like <laughs> from your last outing, most of the this generation, I mean, our generation is not with the popular Nigerians. I mean, your generation, we are not thinking. So with the help of Nigerian cinema, the Nollywood, how could we be able to solve this problem? I, I mean, yeah, it, it is the same thing we are talking about. <laughs> you see, that is why um, you see when you allow a nation or people to flounder in terms of their thought process. That's why you see China. I will continue to use China. They they kept hold of their people to culture. You know, they said the white man came with their spoon. They said now everybody is using Chinese tea to it. They kept on to it. They held on to it. And it became part of the ecosystem. And I even exporting it. You go to the US today, you go to most of the Chinese restaurants, you have to eat that single spoon or fuck to eat. So right here, we need to begin to change our perceptions and orientation. Talking to Ayobi, two films. Two films, two flicks. But you go to our cinemas today. Most of our cinemas are making money. When you say them, they say, ah, they made so much work. Is it from Nigerian films? Possibly no. <clears throat> These are foreign films, and of course, they come with foreign influence. You know, they come with immorality and all those things. That's some, like in my home, I need to watch what my children, I, you know, I keep an eye on what they watch. Except maybe I'm not out, but they know that there are certain things they can't watch at home. You know, so no matter that they have everything that I needed to have here, but the truth is that we needed to change that you can learn from. Even the music that you listen to is very important because even in those films, music plays critical roles. Okay, you need to blend a destination with a particular music noted with that area, a particular song noted with that area. So all of them, look at what South Africans did. Through films also, the Mandela films and all those, they were able to showcase the Zulu nation. 
They were able to showcase destinations in, in their place. They were able to change it, even through their music. Even though they too are beginning to lose it today. You know, they too are beginning to lose it because they are no longer paying attention to their culture. Just like Nigeria has done. But the truth is that those who are wise, the Japanese, the Asians, the Indians, every one of them, you see, see them, they hold on to their language and all. So the only thing is for us to go back and bring in the Nigerian films back to cinema. Remember the, anyway, I don't know whether I remember the late good days. They used to do, uh, that's road theater. They go from, they, they sometimes they come to national theater, they yeah, can yeah. go to Muslim and go, you know, it's open, open theater. We need to come back yeah, to open theater. Yeah. You know, we need to bring, us, bring people together in the evening. You know, it creates community feeling. People will know who is who. So in the evening, you gather. And let it be, the, the, the wow. theater will be about our people. What my friend at uh, National Troop of Nigeria, he probably Ahmed Ahmed, he's trying to do, it's also critical. You understand? Know, because dance is today, it's a lot of money. Okay, yeah. and everybody, and something with Nigeria, the diversity of our songs and dance. Musa is <laughs> a billion dollars economy. You know, but Bonjour. we we create but, agenda in music. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so mm. these are these, these are some of those. So we need to go back. I think this government have the opportunity to correct a lot of wrongs in the past. Honestly, you know, I say, look, everybody, let us come to the table. If you are doing film, of course, the whole idea is geared towards marketing Nigeria. If you are talking about or dances, it's all about marketing Nigeria. It's all tourism about Nigeria. If you are if you are also into fashion and it has to do with what we wear, local fabrics and all those things, like the waving industry. Before, all these are showcased, okay, are waved locally. But today, go and check out. I'm sure it's all of them come from the come from China. Do you understand? And we are losing knowledge as we go. We lose the knowledge ecosystem as we go. Because we are not, we don't have anything to pass to the generation coming behind us. So that's, that's, that's just so a lot, a lot, a lot. It's, it's surmountable, but plenty that we need to really uh, look at. So uh, Nollywood has a lot to do. Uh, they have tried, but I tell you, they are, they, are, they, are, they are bleeding. Nollywood is bleeding now. Okay, it's bleeding because, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of things, Nigerians are, are beginning to, you know, a lot of people that know about Nigeria, like I said, I was in Namibia recently. Uh, most of the young persons, they ask me, sir, do you know Mr. Ibu? And somebody asked me, sir, do you know Banana Island? So how did they get to know Banana Island? Because some fish were shot there. Okay? They just said, do you know Banana Island? I want to go there. That's where I want to live. That's not Namibia. They were telling me. They want to go and live at Banana Island. <laughs> wow. So these are the value chain. Well, it's just sustainable. How many of those things do we have? It's not just come to, to, to the set and then laugh and talk nonsense and talk about love. You know, love and love and the love service is not working. There's so much, there's so much divorces in Nigeria today. There's people are divorcing themselves every second. So it's not impactful. Sure. When you are doing love that it, it has no it has no attachment to, to, to our values, to our marriage values. You understand? I mean then it won't work. You do love films because mm -hmm. you want to just sell and look like white man. Okay? In my place where I come from, you dare not, even if the man slap you 30 times, you can go and report to your parents. They will tell you, go back, we are coming tomorrow. They will go back to that place and settle the matter. They will not tell their daughter or son, <laughs> they don't marry you. 
But now, where are you coming from? They just run to their mother. They are fat parents. You say, stay. I have a say, stay here. You know, this is. These are things you see in the film. And uh, it's, not yeah, helping, yeah. it's not helping the morality, the moral base, yeah. sensitivity of this nation. It's not helpful at all. Mm. So, uh, as you are speaking about bad influence, one of our one of our uh, our guests, uh, I mean viewers, Eklem, is talking about how do we change the bad influence of Nollywood? Example: are jails made of wood? Edelkins loading it over their subject. Helplessness as seen in the breadwinners dying and unable to pay bills, as well as cultism. They tell wrong stories and do not steer off the young ones to be adventurous in positive ways. They tell people in diaspora wrong stories of Africa. Yeah, he is trying. Yeah, I think maybe maybe I don't know if you could say something, but we we are talking about uh, bad influence of these foreign cinemas in Nigeria with with Nigerian government and society not being so alerted. Because uh, I'm talking to a friend like. Now Nigerians are watching Korean cinema so desperately and they are learning so much about and they're picking it up into our society, which is not forthcoming because uh, we need to share with it. But I don't know if you could share, share some light on how best we could attend to these uh, problems uh, with Nollywood. Uh, most of them, most of these problems are really generic. You know, um, first, as a businessman, you want to go into business. Uh, I don't think most of them go into it for moral sake. They go into it because they want to make money. So the moral aspect of it or influence comes last on the checklist or the value chain. It comes last. What are the impact on the young persons? Comes last. What am I doing with this? What do I want to project? Comes last. All you see come first before Nigeria investors in Hollywood is money, money, profit, profit, profit. Okay, mm, so since the young persons, that's also what they want to see because they produce what people want. Okay, you don't go there and shoot a film that people don't like. Okay, let me give you a little bit about the Gang of Lagos. The Gang of Lagos was shot, you know, before those of us who grew up in Lagos, we know that Ayo wasn't really, you know, used as a decent means of communication or entertainment. You see them, they fight and all those things. You know, sometimes they are bloodshed after the festival and all those things. And I think these guys went and researched in those areas. You know, possibly they should have been more careful because you have been transformed over time. It has been made into a, you know, a, a product, a marketable product. It has been turned into a, into a storyline, a narrative about, you know, about how ancestral spirits can also live with the, those who are living, you know, and all things. So the narrative about you has really changed over time. So when they came with the, the tie to Gang of Lagos, of course, the Lagosians, they reacted. Said, no, 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 this is not the way we are and all those things. It's a wrong concession uh, uh, about us and about what your stands for. Well, it is not here. I think they went to court. I don't know whether the case is court. I've been sorted out of court. So I'll be very careful with the comments I made. But the truth of the matter here is that there should have been, like I said, when you want to do such things, there should have been a kind of uh, relationship with the, the community, with the people uh, who possibly are the ones behind the, your festival. And then you can marry that the way you marry the narratives that uh, your, that thing can be shown all over the world. And Europeans and Nigerians, even young persons in Nigeria, most of them don't know about Ayo. Most young persons don't know about Ayo. Before, in my we were very young, in the 70s, we say you will run away. 
But now I can walk through Paseyo because I know the guy is not, quote uh, unquote, is not violent. Okay? So, just to change. It's like the Mao Festival in the East. You know, you see this big, gigantic, you know, masquerade. Who dare you to stand? You know, you run. But there's a way for, for the sake of tourism and for the scale of marketing, we can, you know, we can talk to those who are behind it to change those narratives so that they don't become violent. Because in those eight, those old uh, old days, I know that the masquerade they go to you go to a bad place, all of them go and fight. They want to have, you know, the bigger the champion who will come out champion. And of course, there are a lot of diabolical things that are involved. But as as we graduate, there's a lot of things we should keep away from our children that people don't want to see, like slaughtering of animals or not to before a masquerade can come out and things like that. So those things need to be hidden. Every nation has its own history. Even the Chinese, they have their order time. You go to every country, they have their, but what they are not showcasing is the good side. Even the bad side, they are turning it around, you know, because they know it's the good thing that sell. Bad news don't sell anymore. It's only in Nigeria that bad things still selling. Okay? In Europe, everywhere, good things, good things is what sell. That's why you see sure. there, are a lot of shootings, there are a lot of shootings in America. You don't hear it anywhere. People still go to US. But just one small gunshot here, everybody will avoid coming to Lagos. <laughs> okay, but one gunshot, I don't know everybody will stop. Yeah, because Nigeria we still traveling bad news, still make news to us. But to the to the white man, they think those things is not important. You know that it's not important to anyone, it's not that it's not important, but they check it. They check it, they know that it can influence uh, their society wrongly, as, as the case may be. So everybody just wants to put forward forward his best foot, your best narrative, your best tradition, your best culture, your things, your food, your food your dresses, they want to put it forward. So and we put it forward, we also will touch our young persons who are so-called, they are so Eurocentric today. But a lot of Nigerians who dress as if they, they've not been to the airport, but they dress and speak as if they've gone to, you know. I think those are influence of cinema. This kind of films <laughs> they want. Okay? So why don't we have, you know, a look at, and that's why I must commend DSTV. We have now, uh, you know, flicks on DSTV. We have Google flicks, we have Alsa flicks. You know, we have films and all those things. But still not enough. That's just DSTV, just one entity. What about our TV station? Have Arise ever broadcast in Yoruba language? Have Arise ever gone to Enugu to broadcast in Igbo? You know, or in your language? Has NTS done so? Has NTA, you know, you know presented news? You know, so by the time they will start doing all these things, going back to who we are, a young person will begin to learn. They will say, oh, so I asked her, Daddy, oh, what's that man saying? Even though maybe he's speaking in Alza, you can ask him, Musa, Daddy, ah, what's that man saying? He's broadcasting from Kano, you know, at the MS Palace. What is he saying? Then you can explain from there, you begin to pick the language. And from picking it, you begin to speak, you will not miss with friends. But he goes to school. Most of the schools we have, most of the, there are no cultural club, or no club. Until recently, when uh, the National Orientation Agency, uh, National, uh, National Institute for Cultural Orientation, uh, they went around now, opening clubs, you know, cultural clubs all over the country. And the children are excited. In fact, I remember sure. I brought some of the students, their cultural club, to the studio recently, about last year. And they came there, they, they, they were able to sing in Nigerian language, you know, and all those things. They talked about the artistic work and all the things. There are ways we can take this message back to our children. And if we're going to have good leaders tomorrow, not leaders that when they're holding the road to Europe, just like our fathers are doing. Small headache, they run to Europe. Air pain, they run to Europe. Holiday, <laughs> they long run to go to the airport. We are paying about two point something million, four million 
to travel and the money people are sitting the aircraft are full hmm. okay meanwhile we have better places in this country if you want to go and rest the security issue is just my nothing and i think it's a state matter believe me like most military will tell you you know like most 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 military people will tell you the truth of the matter is that the security can this security will stop the day uh security agencies are up and doing you know right now they're just playing game with it and that also affects even nollywood that want to go and do uh they want to go and shoot outside they don't do outside, outside shootings or they want to go and film outside because they need to protect themselves they need to protect themselves you know so it's um it's important that we need to restore peace and our culture can restore peace to this country our diversity is just mm, it's just what we need that diversity somebody just coordinated to them oh, somebody will come and be speaking grammar how can you say you are in charge of culture or you go upon somebody who is culture you only dress so maybe they dress in the way we dress but we'll be speaking english i don't believe we let somebody interpret to people okay maybe the president let you know nigeria our language is part of it maybe today you address the nation maybe in english somebody should interpret us in yoruba in outside and all that other tongues that we have 300 and something tongues that we have in this nation you don't find that anywhere you know it's over 300 tongues some yet on you know i was in justice and i went to one one bible college or is it's an institute and i find out that they were printing the bible in some languages i never had and they're nigerian languages in church they have not had and when there's a language that means there's a people and when there's a people that's a culture you know so it's um it's something we need to look at Musa. Yes, exactly. I think uh, always time is, is is not that a friend when it comes to talking of having a conversation oh, yes. like this. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I can see the time. Yeah. I see we are running on it. <laughs> but honestly, yes. on the last take, on the last take, mm. Mr. Mm. You, you should do more of this. Um, you should do more of this, not only on teams. Look at critical areas of the sector. Now that we have a new government, if the government is around, we would be part of the whole ecosystem. Let us go out there. Nigerians need to come out. We are too. We are. We are. We are. We are not who we used to be. Nigeria used to go out. You know, we need to stay out. But now everybody stays in the beer parlor or in your room. You know, and all those. Things. So we're not really. We're not really at going anywhere as we used to be. And I think that's one problem that we have. Mm. Sure. So uh, at at the last note before we bring. Uh, uh, our senior colleague, Mr. Tumba Michael, and uh, the, the, the super lady, uh, Susan. Um, so what can you say? Can you comment on the new appointment of special advisor to the president on the culture and entertainment, uh, Mrs. Uh, Hanatu Musa Musawa? I mean, can you say about what the expectancy the industry should be willing to see from her before the appointment of the I, new I, I, minister? I, I think, Musa, Musa, I think... Uh, let me just tell you this. The young lady has not said, it's almost two weeks down the line uh, after other appointment. She has not made a statement. That means she's not interested. Okay? She knows that that's not her fault because we don't know her. You know, she's a Nigerian beautiful lady. I watch her on TV when she speaks for APC. Really nice, a lawyer and all those things. But believe me, after two weeks of appointment, she has not come out to say this was not me. She's not interested. And believe me, we don't want that. Don't force people into areas to which they are not competent. This government say we want to run a government of competence. 
maybe you bring Susan, people like that, you know, bring people who are on the field, who knows this business, bring them to advise. They may not even collect money from government. Okay, what we want is a better society, our country. I see what other countries are doing. So let us start appointing people because they have political allegiance. That area should go. Okay, so thank you very much, sir, for the world time. Thank uh, you. If, uh, I think if 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 Susan is ready, we should 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 bring her. Okay. Good evening. Okay. Good evening, Susan. You're welcome to the Nollywood Dealmakers. We are happy to have you. Can we see you on camera? Uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't know you were going to put me on set, so <laughs> I'm not, oh. I'm, I'm not so I'm sweating oh. and everything. So okay. I just from the kitchen now. I just rushed to join in. That's why I'm not putting up by camera, but it's fine. I didn't know you were going to. I thought I was going to sneak in and just quiet and. <laughs> If you notice, that was why I did not put my full name. I just put Susan. I didn't know you would still catch me. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, believe me. Mr. Frank Meke is somebody that is well-seasoned in the industry. And I've been listening and enjoying myself and learning a lot. And I, I cannot but agree with everything he has said. I think it's a responsibility of everybody. All hands must be on deck for reorientation. We all have to join hands and re and do uh, go into massive reorientation of the young generation. So Hollywood is also a very pivotal uh, point. They are in a pivotal uh, position to do this reorientation, and they need to start getting their acts right. I mean, they, they, they are just one-sided in their movies, like somebody commented earlier. They just talked about, you know, like you said, when you go to other Africa, they love Nigerian movies, though. They will tell you it's about Juju, it's about... Juju. It's always about money, it's always about um, trying to undo the other person, a wicked stepmother, and I'm like, god nigerians are much more than this so the reorientation hollywood needs a lot of work to do nollywood sorry nollywood needs a lot of work in terms of this reorientation so they also have to join us culture is doing very well in the person of Otumbarishewe and uh, my brother in Nico. they are doing their best to bring about this reorientation to make people understand that our culture is our power. Our culture is our identity. We don't need to be ashamed of it. Uh, Mr. Frank said, in recent, in recent years now, interestingly, I'm not much of a fan of Nollywood, but once in a while when I'm bored or when I'm in an hotel room in which that's the only channel that is there, it's all about love, 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 love. And I'm wondering, they're not even really portraying the love story the way it's supposed to be. Because that divorce is on the increase in our society, which was not heard of before now. So it's 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 a work all of us has to deliberately commit to. The media journalists, Nollywood, the travel agents, the hoteliers, all has has to be on deck to portray the right uh, 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 to tell the right story about Nigeria. 
no one can tell our story better than us. And um, to also comment on the special advisor like Mr. Frank said, we are waiting. Um, she's a woman like me, and I'm a big supporter of women. But before I can know whether I'm supporting her or not, we want to hear her. Just, just like Mr. Frank have said, she's been appointed two weeks now. Funny enough, we don't know her. When I heard about the appointment, I said, who is this? I called Mr. Frank, please, who is this? And it was like, we don't know her. Nobody knows her in the industry. Why would you put appoint somebody that the industry doesn't even know as your special advisor to advise you about the industry when we don't even know her and we don't even know how well she knows the industry? So what is the advice you'll be giving? So it's really a concern for us in the industry. I mean, if the government says they want to make a difference, then they really need to go for the experts, people that know their onions. Mr. Frank just said, two weeks now since our appointment, we've not heard anything. So we are waiting. Let's not judge her. Here. Let's give her benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's just a, uh, she's a slow starter. Maybe by the time she starts, we will know what she's uh, made up. But until she starts talking, before we will know what she's made up. Being somebody that we don't even have a clue. We don't know her from anyways. Almost as if she just dropped from the moon. Yeah. The industry might be very big, but we know ourselves. I'll be Mr. Frank. We all know ourselves. People that are contribute contributing to the industry, we know them. They are not eating. They are there everywhere. We can identify them. But this we don't know. Maybe she's a, a, a hidden treasure. We don't know. But we are waiting to hear her talk. By the time maybe she starts talking, we will know whether she's a round peg in a round hole. Or another mistake. So thank you very much, uh, uh, Suzanne. But I, I, I'd love to hear about your partnership with the Kano State Emirates, the Kano Emirate Council. Oh, ah, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that was just um, a, a gift from God, you know. My impression they've had about my northern brothers and sisters when you get to know them is not what people say they are the most nicest people that i've met in the course of this my work lovely nice ones you are they they they, they love honest people that's one thing with them i noticed there are people that love honest people they love uh, straightforward people irrespective at least they have shown to me they do not they do not look down on women. Neither do they disrespect women. Each time I go there, the utmost respect I receive is amazing. You won't believe the level of respect that I get. And I remember, I don't know, Mr. Frank, if you can still remember. I remember the very first time I went to see uh, uh, his highness. You know, initially, I didn't know what to expect. I was somehow very unlike me, uh, a bit uh, frantic fidgeting oh should i stand up should i kneel down should i <laughs> i didn't know what to expect a lot of i mean the, the ethics the normal cultural values oh, yes, of how people how they agree how they do things exactly people gave me different advice so it was not becoming very confusing so when we when they ushered us in they told us to sit down and we all sat down so when it, I now have to ask the uh, um, when I'm responding to His Royal Highness, should I stand? Should I sit? What should I do? And all that. And they were like, and and, 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 and Susan, Susan, if if where we have a movie 
talking about Kano State Emirate, the cultural values of Kano. I think you, you, you may get it easy. You just have to go look for the movie, watch it, and know how to present yourself in the presence of His Highness. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, interestingly, <laughs> it's like the Israel Highness noticed it. And it was like, Susan, can you relax? Please calm down. <laughs> and I just started laughing. <laughs> I just busted out laughing. And it, it just shows the kind of person he is. He made me comfortable in his presence. Despite all the protocols they were they had around, he noticed I was a bit, I mean, frantic, and he had to he he, he muttered a joke. He made a joke and we all laughed, and that was it. The uneasiness oh, wow. was flew out of the window, and he was like, I should calm down and be myself. <laughs> and that was the highest breaker, and it has been like that with his royal highness. I respect the access that I have for him. I have direct access to him, and that doesn't come ordinary. I cherish it, I respect it, and I do not abuse it. So, such relationship, I say, is a gift from God, and that relationship has bettered the recognition of Manta in the Kano Emirates. Remember when the, we did our AGM, they hosted Nanta with, with a dober. One of the tour guides, the people at the at the Emirates, at the palace, they kept whispering and speaking in Nausa, and I really don't understand. So I asked my colleague, what are they saying? Because I noticed they were just talking. And my colleague said, they are deliberating among themselves that who are these people that the Emir allowed for a Durban to be done for them. That Durban is not done for ordinary people. Durban is hosted for royalties. And the last time they hosted a private Durban was from when Prince Charles came to the palace. So they were just like, who are these people? Who are these people? Who is this woman? Where did she come from that they are hosting us in a private Durban? So that is an honor that I will never forget. And I'm grateful to God for making it happen. I'm sorry, I don't know if you are hearing me. I can't hear you again. I think the volume just went off from my side. Okay. Okay, Susan, can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm saying part of the partnership then is uh, organizing a specific DABA, special DABA, and also you packaging that DABA to the world, and also a content creation that may be documentaries, and such kind of short movies that will lead to promotion of the world destination. Where are we, and especially with the with the contents and documentaries? Oh yes, yeah. we we partook in the world travel markets. Yeah, last year in London, we had a stand, and that was a very good place to showcase the package of the Durban. You know, one of the international standard for any, any um, show in such magnitude is that whatever you showcase must be an original to you. So, and we were wondering, how do we make this original? We now had to 
what we now did is the mini doba that was organized for us we picked these videos together and that was we created a content from that mini doba and of course it's an original content because it was it's our own it wasn't copied from anywhere so we created a content and a short video on that mini doba experience that we had as nanta and the pictures that were taken those are the things that we formed the content that we use in exhibiting in london because one of the condition of exhibiting is shot in in, in in wtm london is that everything you bring whether publications videos and all that must be original must be your own and you see how god does things we and god knew we we're going to go for that event and he gave us that opportunity for a mini doba to be hosted for us so it made us to be able to create our own original content so we were not stranded we had the opportunity to display that i will be there again this year and of course we are gathering more content and of course that has been very busy we've been very very busy you can ask mr frank so all these things we've been involving it's 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 original to us it's not a copycat neither is it a copyright so we're going to use it again to develop some other content that we're going to display in this year's uh, um, uh, show happening in November in London too as well. So thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Madam Susan. And I do believe with this conversation and with the salmon we got from, uh, from the, our pioneers, Mr. Frank, uh, Nanta and, uh, and uh, Nanta and the Nollywood, we got a synergy and a kind of partnership. I know you, you, you just have an insight now. And we are expecting to hear a big story that Nanta partner Nollywood. That would be interesting, <laughs> Mr. Frank. <laughs> that would be an interesting one. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it, honestly. At least to tell the story of Nanta. If we can do that partnership so that we can have Nollywood um, uh, tell the story of Nanta. We've come a long way. And since I came on board, it's been very interesting, full of drama, honestly. I mean, the story of the presidency from 2020 till now, if I see that with any Nollywood, I think we can make a movie out of it. Mr. Frank, what do you think? Oh, Mr. Frank, say something, please. On, off your mic. On your mic, I mean. Okay, it's on now. Um, as I, I, I usual, you know, uh, Susan, we always nail it on the on the head as it is. Uh, we just expect that there should be collaboration, Musa. Uh, mm. All of us should put hands on the floor. Not that what the president. I think the, uh, to to be fair to the president, I think he is in a in a fast track to get himself. But if if he's not careful. Uh, you appoint an advisor on culture and entertainment who is not part of the ecosystem. So I wonder, like she, she said, what will this woman be advising the president? Do you understand? It's very important. Uh, let us not be let us not be sentimental or emotional about appointments. Let us not be political about appointments. Let us be competent. Let's be competent driven, like he said. And I'm holding the president to that when it comes to this industry. Even as a minister or as a DG. If they are not competent, if they are not proving competent, I'm talking about proving competence over the years. You may not like the man, they have been in ethics, they have been in culture. In fact, today, why even government is saying 
they want to remove the feed, feed the bottle from SCAC. It's because what they have seen him done, he has said, look, culture is the next oil. And but he's 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 just at his preparatory stage. We just find him, we just discover, you know, like when you discover oil, you know, okay, look at the oil ecosystem that we're saying about, you know, the petroleum. And thousands and millions we are pumped, you know, into in discoveries, in trying to refine and all those. We have not done that for culture. And suddenly you want to remove the feeding bottom. I mean, that is that to me. It's like you don't understand. Everything is not about money. Everything is not about money. Culture should not be something we focus on money. It's something we have to look at the values. Look at our system. Our children are just gone. In fact, they are the devil, they are on the devil laps. And we need to use culture to tell. Even our political class. Okay, that's sure, sure, sure. about we, so we need to talk to ourselves. Because it's something, it's easy for us to relate culturally. You go back to, the Senate president was in Aquaba recently. When these people came to visit him, they were not talking grammar now. They went back to the <laughs> cultural way. You understand? So, yeah, to, to understand themselves, to speak about the language and future of the people. And I think those are critical. So everything about Nigeria should be culture, culture. Mm. So I think, I, I, I think, have, uh, as, as... Just like the traditional I think as Susan uh, Susan's mentioned, we need to tell our own story. And especially, uh, maybe one day we we'll maybe expect to see a story of how she she were able to, to be the president of uh, Nanta. And as well, there are a lot of stories. Someone, uh, a, a colleague, you are discussing that in Nigeria, we don't matter telling our story. Okay, there are, if you ask many Nigerians, is there... NIA in Nigeria, I mean, Nigeria Intelligence Agency, people would just be surprised. What is NIA? But anybody in Nigeria, especially the youthful Nigeria, know about FBI, know about CIA, know about M16, know about all this intelligence agency through what? Movies. And there are a lot of political sagas in Nigeria that need to be covered, aside from our way of life, the way we negotiate, the way we do things. I, I, and I, 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 I give you an example. <laughs> I give you like an example. Last year, I give you an example. Last year at um, NAFES, Eco NAFES, you know, that's um, the National Festival for Arts and Culture here in Lagos. Automation was able to bring in the military, the security, the navy, the army, you know, because they have their softer side, they have their cultural side because they are Nigerians, even though they are wearing uniform. But something struck me. Okay, uh, but when I went to one of the stands, I was asking some questions. I mean, this guy just become militaristic. Do you understand? And I wonder, okay, fair, maybe this is not the first time they are meeting civilians. Uh, we just talked about this, uh, you know, uh, the Mossad, you know, because me, I read a lot about security in general. I like films that have to do with security. Or maybe if I'm not a journalist, I would have been, you know, I would have been, a, you know, I would have been a secret service uh, person, you know, because I like the mystery of uh, solving you know, strange issues. And the Mossad, the CIA, all of them, uh, we get to hear about them through films. Even today, if you watch most of the foreign films, it's still about, you know, uh, their security agencies. But yeah, when you approach any security agent in Nigeria, it's like, oh, if I, you, you, and that's why I said, we need to everyone even the police are very close to the people, okay? They are not so fully collateralized, and that's one of the problems where there's some kind of disconnect. There's a disconnect because 
It cannot be properly culturalized so the people can confidently come and give them information and they are safe. Okay, so we need to really culture. I hope I hope I'm making sense. You know, I hope you understand what I'm saying. So yeah, if you can watch what you know, if you watch what CIA yeah. and everything, you have seen them on TV, you see how they solve riddles and murders and all kind of things, even has to relate with state issues. You know, and they give you a sense of security when you visit them. They are telling yeah, you, yeah, oh, yeah, when you come to America, you are safe. In your mind, in your mind, even mm -hmm. when it is also in your mind, you know, because most of them are make believe, really. But in your mind, you believe that ah, if this people can do this through their thing, that means I'm safe where I am. I'm safe in Israel, I'm sure. safe in the North Korea because they, that have been portrayed through documentary. Uh, uh, I think the FCC was warning Nollywood, Nollywood uh, um, producers that they should not wear EFCC bands anymore. Blah, 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 blah. This. And I think that's not necessary. What they ought to have done is to write them, uh, you know, and engage them. Call them. Okay, we know that we are trying to portray how we solve uh, fraud and everything in the system, how we arrest people. But you don't do that. This is what you should do. You come and get permission from us. That's how it's done abroad. So that, that's, that's synergy. You understand? So everybody understands that I'm helping to do this job. But here, yeah, you know, angels when they are not and i mean it's that's why we're getting a lot of things wrong so everything about this country should be culturalized and until we do that we should be speaking grammar oh okay thank you very much for such an insightful thank view you. thank you susan uh, uh so uh, we, we have to <laughs> okay um, yeah. oh thank you yeah. very much sir <laughs> You're welcome. I greet all my organs in the house. Sorry, I'm on the road. I'm doing my five-kilometer walk to keep myself alive. So bear with me as I pant. But I'm just going to slow down. Because, uh, Mr. Frank, let me first say I've had um, a, a star crush on you for, me, for a long time. But tonight, I'll officially say it openly. So I hope I'll be arrested for using the word <laughs> not gay. So they'll say my logo as song gay. Oh, I genuinely wow. love you with every single fiber of my soul. You are oh, one man I respected. The painful part was the day I was looking forward to sit down in your radio station to pour my heart out. Then I lost my girlfriend that you come back, we'll bring you back. I am everything yeah. you said from beginning of this conversation has been what I have had to discuss endlessly with Musa himself. That most of the things we're doing now is more like a fun fair, and it feels so sad that some of us have used. Everything in our being since I moved back from the UK in 2008, everything I've done within this sector has been with my own penny. Not one dime has been given from any government quarters. I will say it's anywhere. Nobody has funded us. And we have been promoting this country with so much passion and our blood. We have lost colleagues. On this same journey, we've had people relocate. You know, it's just a shame 
from everything you have said today are things I have written about on my LinkedIn. You said something about live streaming. I have called uh, Bethel in Mambila Plateau. I have told them, as of yesterday, I was still sending a pitch deck to a woman in the UK for grants and funding. A pitch deck on virtual reality, on live streaming. If we can live stream from the top of Obudu, all over, you know how many people in diaspora. I have written on the movie, not uh, up north, on LinkedIn. I saw people that left Nigeria in their 20s, 30s, reminiscing, calling me, saying, Michael, just watching that film on Netflix brought this nostalgic feeling that I remember when I did my NYC in Bauchi. We went to Yankari. You see, until we understand that working in silos is not going to benefit anybody. My own work in tourism now is more of a legacy. It's more like a calling. I'm not doing it for money again. I am broke. I have not built a house. If I was selling outbound like the rest I've been doing for the last 10 years, I should have built a house in Banana Island. I sell Nigeria. And everything I've done in this tourism journey has been tactical, intentional. The day I chose this name, Thought Nigeria, it wasn't Thought to Ghana. You will never see me sell anything outside this country. So when we talk of the movie industry, the first tourist destination I visited in my life when I got into UK was Robin Wood's castle in Northampton. Why? The oh, other was what we watch when we come back from school. NTH and at five. That was this a myth or reality? <laughs> it was until I got to the UK, I knew that Robin Hood Castle existed. That was the first place. Uh, the second place was the Stone Edge because I've seen it in movies. It was a screensaver on our Microsoft window. Sure. So sure. when we talk <laughs> entertainment, Nollywood, it's a shame, it's appalling, it's sad that we've not even used 1% of what we have in this country. I wrote one time on my LinkedIn, we had over 74,000 views. My five favorite movies, Tears of the Sun, Bruce Willis, Storyline, Nigeria, during Abacha's time. They didn't shoot one screen in Nigeria. Captain America, Civil War, Lagos State, it was shot in Miami. They made it look like Lagos, with Lagos downfall. Uh, Black Panther, Storyline, uh, re Rescuing of Keyboard Girls, they didn't shoot anything in Nigeria. Which other movie? And we have serious blockbuster movies that were shot with Nigerian theme and none were shot close to our borders. When people started going to Croatia, what cost it? A movie, Game of Thrones, season five, in Dobrovnik or whatever they call the place, those medieval castles. I wrote an article on my link, Instagram. It's still there that we have a castle in Nigeria, 45 minutes outside Kaduna district, Kajuru Castle. Yeah, people say, I'm crazy. People that lived in Kaduna all their lives were saying, Michael, did you double check? Did you fact check before you wrote this kind of thing? And this image is <laughs> in Nigeria. Until I started showing them videos of one day called uh, uh, Sakoji. You know, it is a shame that it got to a point the government of uh, Croatia were begging cruise ships to stop coming to their shores because it's a small country. 
they were having millions of tourists because everybody wanted to go into that Croatia, to the Dubronis, to Joachilos, Medivia Castle for Throne of Game of Thrones. So why would we not use what we have? There are days I've sat down with people, they will show a place and the person will be like, I know this shop in Switzerland, I've drank a coffee here before. Papa, Papa, look at what you're saying. The SSA to the new government. Nobody knows, I don't even know this woman. Why would we keep doing politics? Putting people with no interest to just pay them back because of their, their support to the government. It is a shame. It is a shame we should work together and promote Nigeria, not because of sentiment and putting somebody that doesn't even feel happy that she's in that position. So many times I've, I've told to operators, I don't sell tours alone. I sell souvenirs. I work with movie producers. They, they people looking for locations to drop. Some will tell me they have a brief. They are looking for a building in this form in South Korea. Oh, let's go to Jabodi. Let's go to Abeokuta. They have this kind of Asian buildings there. I had one company from South Africa. They do production adverts. I think Wheel of Africa or something. From South Africa, they send their agents to look for locations to shoot. The last one I got them was at Salt Beach. Four million to shoot there. So why would the company in South Africa come to look for a location in Nigeria? You know, it's just not right. And all this is because there's no collaboration, there's no synergy within the creative industry. I was telling someone, if Kelechi Amadi can take a camera to a Doriels, imagine what it means if they are collaborated with a tourism company. You know, it is a shame that most of these things that we don't promote are the stories that they are being told by foreigners. There's, a, there's this American guy, you would probably have heard of him, Chris the Authentic, that's been going everywhere. And thank God, Musa, you are here. You're the one that did the guy's logistics in the north. This guy has been everywhere in Nigeria. The day we met, and I said, please, I tried to discourage him. Going to the north is not advisable at this time. He said, Michael, if they kidnap me, my country will come for me. I felt ashamed because I can't say the same thing, that they'll come for me. Even Nantop won't come for me. They kidnap you, they kidnap you. But this guy went to the north. And I told him, I said, have you reached out to any Nigerian government? He said, yes. He tried reaching out to the tourism board. And nobody replied him. This is the guy that did a post in AKT, in Arita Waterfall. And I reshared the post on LinkedIn. That's the highest view I've had on LinkedIn. Over 176,000 views. I reached out to people in AKT State. Why don't you use this American as an ambassador promoting tourism in AKT State? Nobody did anything with it. Look at Davido's new concert in DC. See how he came out on stage. He used the Lucky Link Bridge uh, uh, image to, to, came, to, to, to come out on stage for his concert. That is what we are saying. If the light of Nollywood, the creative industry, we all come, come together and do things together, it will go far. They say you can go far alone, but when you go together, you go very far. But this mindset of everybody wants to stand alone, I want to be the CEO, I want to be the chairman, and I want to be the champion of this thing, makes us lose a lot of assets, traction. 
So for me, until some of these people in government understand the business behind all these things, they won't put the wrong set of people to manage those offices. It will be about compensating the wrong people, putting a farmer to head the tourism board. It's just absurd. So for me, I'll say this. Nigeria has so much to offer. When we went to Uganda recently, half of the people there, the music they have on their phones, the Nigerian music, all the nightlife oh, they took us in Uganda, it was Nigerian songs. Oyibo woman that came from Ipi, New Aki and Popo. You know, a lot of these people learned so many things about Nigeria from our movie. But this movie industry people, you can't even have a meeting with them. Because they feel they are all celebrities, they are rich, they don't need to hear from you. James Bond movie is almost like a brand. They've shot James Bond in everywhere. In Rome, in Morocco, in Tunisia, in this place. And it is a brand. The new Fast and Furious, they did their premiere at the Coliseum. And that is how people travel to such countries because, oh, I've seen uh, this celebrity go to this place. I knew how many places I visited in London because of movies I've watched. This is a robot movie that she had, uh, she was dating Hugh Grant in Portobello. I had to go visit that place. That place exists. For crying out loud. So why can't we use Hollywood to even drive tourism? To say, let's do a romantic movie. I've seen a movie they did way back. A romantic movie. And it was the Nollywood table version. That did a movie inside a kitty. Ikogosi. And the title of the movie is called Ikogosi. Beautiful romantic movie. I think uh, one of these guys, Ike, something, the one that was there. Beautiful movie. Why can't we do an adventurous movie on the hills of Ogudu? Must it always be juju, juju, juju? So for me, if the likes of Chief Frank who even speak, we are, we are a voice in this country now, not even in this industry. People will listen. But until we stop this politics and it's getting toxic, even in our association, you can't freely talk. I have sat down with the Commissioner of Tourism in Lagos State. I have said, let's do this. But nobody answers. They just believe. Tourism is all about jamboree, carnivals, and concerts. And people make money and share money, and the rest of us in the trenches keep promoting Nigeria for free. It is not done. Look around us 80% of our colleagues, my old friends personally, have been located. I was supposed to be doing the project with the, with the project manager in Lekki Conservation. And he said, Balo, ah, sorry, I didn't tell you. I've been located, I'm in Canada. It's in London. He works with HSBC. Everybody that could promote this country out of frustration have left. Is it this same set of people that have no interest in the country that will promote the country? So I think there's so much for us to do. As a country, as a people, it is sad that some people learn so much about Nigeria from Netflix. 
watching Nigerian movies. Now is uh, it's now entertainment. I was telling someone the big uh, Apochella in Ghana is owned by Nigerian brand. And you know how many people get on a plane trip from all over the world for that event in Ghana. And it's owned by Nigeria. So at the end of the day, most of our problem is even patriotism. We would rather put money to celebrate the Western movies. When the, the, the cast and crew of Black Panther came to do their premiere in Lagos, everybody went crazy. We wanted sure. to assist. <laughs> Are we going to do any premiere like that anywhere? No. Uh, no, 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 no. Even their memorabilia get exalted. We have we have out of destinations in Nigeria. We have destinations in Nigeria. I remember when COVID came, when their eyes started opening, Two Face started doing videos in Ekpe Resource. The life of Peace Square did a, a video shoot at Lamango Beach. People thought it was in abroad. So then I used to think, why would you go to South Africa to go and shoot a movie, a video? A, a, a video shoot, they are dancing with their legs. You employed choreographers over there. You pay for permits to use the place. You pay for directors to come. You know, taking our foreign direct investment out of the country. But now, have you not seen the, the things now? People are now using destinations, locations in Nigeria to shoot movies. Because when you think of the cost of dollars and the flight tickets for your, for your group of 20, you think about using your, your backyard to do it. So, my joy will be the day we'll get to sit down with this different organization and association and let everybody work in synergy. One thing I learned when I went to Netherlands on a courtesy visit to the Nigerian ambassador to Netherlands last year, she said, what has kept the Dutch people together has been a template they've used over the years called the Dutch diamond approach. You can Google it up. It's a beautiful template. Everybody comes to the table. The, the university professors, the knowledge base for data and research, the NGOs that work inside different communities, everybody comes to the table to make it work. And that's why they stay together. The template is called the Dutch diamond approach. Everybody comes to the table. You need statistics. They'll get it from the university. You need data. They bring research analysis. Everybody contributes. So it's the whole ecosystem. So nobody gets to say, I did it. It's a joint and collective effort. I dropped my mic. Thank you very much. We should have more of conversations like this. And my madam, president, I salute you. It's an honor to have you on this broadcast. I yield. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Otsumba Michael. I do appreciate having you uh, on this uh, on the Nollywood Makers. And uh, nevertheless, I <laughs> Otsumba talk about collaboration. Collaboration is everything. Collaboration, 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 and partnerships. And uh, again, uh, with regard to this collaboration. Uh, Otumba have given me something like if you go through all the contents by the two Nigeria, 
the platform of the NTDC or NTDA, all their contents, or 90% of their content is user-generated. Is user-generated. Uh, and I began to ask myself, when these users don't produce this content, where these guys are going to get their content? So I feel like uh, NTDA have to get back and see how they will collaborate with the Nollywood and the, the film industry to see how they will be producing documentaries, short promo documentaries and all things about Nigeria. And maybe they should be producing content for the NTA as Oga Frank have said, and I believe we, we can do that. So before we wrap up the show, I think uh, uh, Oga Frank, you can say <laughs> something and we can wrap up the show. Uh, I just want to uh, first commend you for this initiative. I also want to, uh, you know, uh, commend uh, Susan and Michael. And like what I try to do on Creative Nigeria, is just what Michael has just talked about. Uh, I believe that every one of us have a stake in this industry, and we should come together to market. You know, like you said, we keep on spending our money. Nobody is giving me anything. Yes, I have some few people who are supporting the initiative. But the point is that, you know, is it enough? We, we need to invest in it. We need to believe in it. We need to do the, you know, the right thing. The right people should be sort out. You know, all these pool dancing from some other place. That's why you don't see me around most places. You know, we just don't like, you know, I don't know whether it's something with Nigeria. We don't just like everybody rising. I believe Michael Rice uh, is going to also benefit me. I believe Susan Rice benefits me, just like uh, Musa to Rice will benefit me or benefit everyone, even if I'm not benefiting directly, but at least it's helping the death sector to move forward. And it's all about our country. We must leave legacy. We're not a nation where people are not interested in what happens to Nigeria. And, and that's sad. Nobody, you know, we steal so much, we kill so much, we do all that kind of thing. Nobody's interested about Nigeria's survival, but we're interested about our individual survival. And even we're not getting it, even at the individual level. Because once you trust this border, you now know how the other world see you. So it's, I, I will leave this bit by just commending everyone that's contributed this evening. And like Michael said, I think we should do this more often. Uh, we should get together, uh, uh, talk about our country, particularly now. This is the time for us to drive Nigeria properly. If this president, he went to Abdelkuta and said, Emilio Kong. He was there recently, two days ago, and he's saying the same thing. If this would support me, I wouldn't have done it. So it is also the time for tourism to travel in this. It's our, our local, it's, it's about tourism in Nigeria now. You know, and we, we, I'm serious about it. We are going to shout about it. We're going to insist about it. No matter who they appoint, we're going to hold everybody accountable. If you are not doing it well, please kindly leave this country for those who can manage it. Thank you very much, Musa. I appreciate you for all the. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh... Mr. Frank Mackey, and I see much. I see Susan is here. Maybe she has something. Madam Susan, maybe you want to say a few words before we wrap up. Uh, yes, it's also to also say thank you um, for the opportunity. Uh, 
Michael, it's is nice um, hearing from you again. And um, I understand where you're coming from. It's unfortunate. Frank just said it. A lot of people are not really interested in tourism development in Nigeria. When they talk about tourism, it's selfish reason and what can benefit them. It's not really for Nigeria. Because those that are really doing it for Nigeria, the likes of Michael, that's why you will not get any support. You sit down on the table with them. They hear your passion. They say, I beg, uh, this will not be the kind one way we want. They want the ones that put the money with them and not do anything. For you, Michael, they know if they invest in you, you will do something. That's not their interest. So it just shows that their interest is not really after the tourism of this nation. They just they understand the wealth in tourism and they only pursue it when it will benefit them and put more my money in their personal pocket. Tourism is one sector that one person cannot stand out and say is the dawn of the industry and everybody feeds under that one person. No, that can happen in oil and gas, it can happen in agriculture. It can happen in uh, the, the finance world, but it does not happen in tourism. Because the wealth of tourism is shared. Wealth of tourism can never, the way it is structured, can never put money only in one person's pocket. One person can never come out and say, I am the owner of tourism. This space is for me. Anybody that wants to do must know it, it doesn't happen in tourism, and that's why they are so laid back about tourism in Nigeria. Michael, is that that they don't know what to do? They know what to do, they hear you. People like you each time you go and tell them, people like Mr. Frank, myself, every other person that is making noise for tourism to thrive in Nigeria, they hear us and they know, but we are not speaking their language. That's why they will not sit on the table and give you money. But we are still hopeful and we will continue to make the noise that someday, like Martin Luther King, that had a dream, that we will also have somebody that truly, truly wants to use tourism to change things in Nigeria. I believe strongly. I am not jackparrying anywhere. I am here with you, Michael. I am here with you, Mr. Frank. Musa, we are here together. I don't know, but for my, I can speak for myself. We are here. So, uh, but, 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 Madam Susan, you are here because you are selling packages. You are the guys coordinating this for, for the young, beautiful Nigerians to Japa. I mean, as the president of Nanta, no, I no, believe you get a lot of money. Any flyer you see for Japa, check out the person. <laughs> it's not a Nanta member. I don't know what they're doing. We, oh. we do experiences. You come to us, we give you experiences. Within Nigeria, outside Nigeria, you see, tourism has sector. Tourism has niche. That's what they call niche market. If you go and study travels and tourism, there are niche markets, and each of the markets is equally important. Yeah, if Michael is selling Nigeria, and I do not take what is selling to South Africa, it's of no use. We make more money when we sell our tourism to to the world. That's true. Because it's the same narrative. That's where we make more money, and that's where we will put ourselves in the global map. When you talk about putting Nigeria in the global map, it's not because you are selling Nigerian tourism to Nigerians. 
you are selling it to the world, to the globe. That's what puts us on the global map. So it's a niche. Yeah, let everybody find this niche and let us work together. Michael talked about collaboration. Let's find our niche and work together. Some people just focus on age tourism for elderly. Why some focus, like Michael is taking the tourism now from the perspective of movies and shows and all that. That is a niche market. Another one can focus the tourism on a particular. That's the beautiful thing about tourism. At the end of the day, we all bring it together in one pool and we make it stronger. Yeah. So now, for instance, I, I go to WTM to 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 take a stand now, and 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 somebody like Michael, with everything he has done, with his permission, he joins and brings those videos. That is what we are talking about. He has a niche and he sells only Nigeria. Beautiful. It's a niche market. That's the beautiful thing about tourism. Find your niche, stay in it, and prosper it. The most important thing, that niche, we should begin to combine it together. There are people that their niche market in tourism is just cultural things. Yeah? Do you know, even this our juju, yeah, it's also tourism, if well packaged. As I, 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 there are packages for some African countries for voodoo, voodoo tourism. They call their own voodoo. We call our own juju. It's a niche market. Somebody that sells voodoo tourism, that is his niche market. And now, uh, uh, the country in Africa, I think Senegal, is this Senegal? I can't remember now. That does voodoo tourism. I've taken their voodoo tourism to the world. Now, even in can, even in Uganda, same thing. They have a a, a voodoo island that they took exactly. us to. That's all they sell so, on that island. All their gods, places oh, yes. is on that island. Oh yes, that's the beautiful thing about tourism. We you find your niche. Your uh, your niche will be driven by your passion. Find the niche, stay in it, get collaborators, work together, and make it one beautiful Nigerian tourism. So thank you very much once again, Musa. Like I said before, we are here to promote it in and out. Working with the likes of uh, Michael that does only domestic tourism. That's what we need. We need the content. We need more of it so that we will have sure, more products sure. in the world and bring them in. Yeah? Somebody has to be doing it locally for somebody like me to bring people to come and experience. To bring my colleagues in other African countries to come and experience it. So it's a collaborative effort. It's not about what this person is doing. It's not important. That at the end of the day, what is the main thing? We are promoting our country and our destination. I'm not going to give up. Please, Otumba Michael, do not give up. The, li the light at the end of the tunnel is going to shine upon us in tourism very soon. My God, Grace. President, my president, we can't even give up. You know why? The minute <laughs> we try to give up, Something else comes up. I'll tell you a short story before you go. Last year, I went to Netherlands. People were like, how? Who do you know? I will tell you this thing for free. And that's one of the biggest, biggest achievements personally for me. Because this is not something somebody introduced me to. The Nigerian ambassador to Netherlands came on my DM and said, I've seen what you've been doing with the, my colleague, the Nigerian ambassador to Greece. Name me who happens to be my friend and business father before she became the ambassador to Nigeria to Greece. And this woman just said, you know what? I have been studying what you've been doing and I found out that you're not working for the government. 
that you are doing your thing. I say, yes, ma. I'm not working. I'm not holding a brief for Nigeria tourism, uh, NCDC or anything. And she said, what? said, we are celebrating our October 1st Independence Day at the age. I want you to be my special guest. Send me your data page. In less than three weeks, this woman got me multiple Schengen visa. I stayed in her residence for that 10 days in Netherlands. Wow. I have never <laughs> met this woman in person. We met on Instagram DM and I stayed. I had the first time. She introduced me, set up meetings with the top tourism people in Netherlands for free. I got back to Nigeria. She introduced me to the governor of the state, gave me the man's number. I sent a message. The man said, wow, I've heard so much about you. We went to Ikogo City. We had a meeting with the governor. I introduced myself, said, oh, finally I get to meet you. This woman celebrated me in a hall filled with diplomats, ambassadors from all over at the age. She doesn't know anybody in my family. We've never met before to the day I got to Netherlands. They picked me up with the official embassy car. And I was looking at myself at the back of a PM with Nigerian flag, like my father, if you are alive. See this for you. This boy that doesn't know people. I don't have a godfather in any government. And I'm here in Netherlands because a woman saw what I'm doing. Is that not enough to keep you going? How can I give up? My son is the guy has an Instagram page called Talk to Nigeria Junior. In school, he's promoting Nigeria through the page of things he sees on my Instagram. He, he posts it on his own Instagram at 16. So that's why I said for me, it is more of a legacy business. It's not about the money anymore. I want to die tomorrow and my son will say, my dad did this in Nigeria in tourism. That's the beautiful part of my own story. Not the politics or the money they are doing. So that is my, my own personal victory. And that's why I can't give up on this country. I still drink Nigeria every day. So, so thank you very much. This was so inspiring story. <laughs> and to tell you the fact, I share the same story with... Uh, with Ogawa Tumba, I was, I was, I was just sent an email and invited to Tokyo, and same happened for 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 Singapore. Just someone see what I'm doing, and I do little from what I thought I'm doing, and I got an invitation, and I know nobody, and I met to Tokyo and Singapore, which I I felt like uh, it's a cloud nine. But today I'm hearing the the Ogawa's story, so it's amazing. It's amazing. So uh, here we come. Uh, so here we come to the end of today is the Nollywood dealmakers, where we discuss with everybody who is part of the film business value chain. And today is one of the value chain we get to engage and discuss with one of the respected industry veteran, Mr. Frank Mickey, and and uh, Mr. Susan, the president, the president of Nanta uh, Tourism. Travel Agents Association of Nigeria, and uh, Otumba Markel Balagun of the Tour to Nigeria, where they have given us a kind of perfect insight to what is going on in the tourism sector and why the intervention of Nollywood is very vital, is very vital to the building and destination branding of Nigeria. So I do believe we have learned so much from all their views, all their perspectives, all their analysis. And I, I, I believe 
we can take away home a lot of things. And uh, policy makers and these are leaders, uh, especially to maybe President Bola Hametinibu and his uh, new advisor, special advisor, Hanatu Musawa, and all the stakeholders, and even the upcoming uh, upcoming uh, the coming the coming minister. Uh, we we believe they will all learn from all our today's discussion and who involve the hands, the expertise and skills of like minds like uh, Oga Frank, Otumba, Susan, and this, the industry stakeholders. And here we come to the end of the Nollywood Dealmakers, and I believe we learn so much. And until next time, I say have a lovely uh, dreams.